0: That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code super 24. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirconish right here. In the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast
1: for independent minds. The president is blaming social media, but can the president do more? The survey question today at Smirconish dot com I know is similar to something we did months ago. But the facts have changed, and I'll be curious to see if your opinions have changed. I worded it very deliberately. I'll give you the wording and then tell you the thinking that went into it. In the interest of national security, should the president waive the option of military personnel to refuse COVID vaccination? And said more simply, should the president force federal employees, including those in the military, To get vaccinated. Friday, I began the program by sharing a number of COVID related developments. Very few of them good. Well, I shouldn't say it that way. The good is that the vaccines work. They limit serious illness and death. I keep sharing that statistic about how as of last week, and it's not just L.A. County, it's L.A. County for which I have the data. If it's happening in L.A. County, it's happening all over. But the data point is that everybody hospitalized in L.A. County for COVID shares one other thing in common. Obviously, they share in common that they are hospitalized for COVID in L.A. County. But there's something else that they have in common, and that is they are unvaccinated. Nobody vaccinated, nobody fully vaccinated is hospitalized in L.A. County for COVID-related ailments. That's the line. You have somebody in your orbit who refuses to get vaccinated? Tell them that. No one fully vaccinated is in the hospital in Los Angeles County for a COVID-related ailment. Oh, there are plenty of people who are hospitalized for COVID, but they're all unvaccinated. The bad news is that many remain resistant. And if you were tuned in on Friday, and I hope that you were, I was discussing Frank Luntz, Frank Luntz, the Republican strategist, the Republican pollster and wordsmith. Frank Luntz having proposed that President Biden involve President Trump in a PSA and try and get Trump followers who are vaccine resistant to, you know, take the word from their former commander in chief. And we had some fun with that as a discussion item. As a matter of fact, the survey results were Pretty interesting. Quote, Frank Luntz suggests President Biden should publicly give President Trump credit for vaccine development and together they should encourage vaccinations. We had six thousand nine hundred and sixty three votes cast. Let's call it nearly seven thousand and sixty one percent and change agreed. Sixty one percent agreed with that sentiment. Uh, also on Friday, Friday was also the day post my program that President Biden was en route to Camp David, was approaching Marine One on the South Lawn of the White House and was asked a question by NBC News about social media platforms such as Facebook relative to covid misinformation. And I know you've heard the clip already. President Biden said that he believes platforms like Facebook are killing people by giving rise to misinformation. And that statement then kind of dominated the news cycle over the weekend. As a matter of fact, on Saturday, it was my survey question at Smirkanish.com. This time, because of the CNN audience, 22,009 people voted. Do you agree with President Biden? 85% plus said yes. So sort of a confluence of this COVID-related news led to some back and forth that I had over the weekend with a uh, longtime friend who's been a guest here in the past, and I've referenced him many more times, trial lawyer, law professor, uh, Shane Inspector. And I prompted him because he was hitting me with such provocative thoughts that I said to him, you've got to write this up for Smirconish.com, which he did. Please look at his essay. It's in my social media right now. It made the newsletter. There are a lot of good uh, exclusive content items. I'll reference the others later in the broadcast. But with regard to his piece, which is titled, It's Time to Change the Delta on the Delta. He begins this way. He says, as the United States is entering the third wave of COVID-19, the facts of where we are and where we're going are clear Equally clear is that course corrections can save lives while preserving political freedoms and economic recovery. Further along in the essay, I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. He said, there are few souls left in America who can be intellectually persuaded to get the jab, at least by those who've been doing the talking. The day for effective public service announcements by basketball coaches and 18 year old pop stars is over. It's obvious that they hold no sway over those who've passed on vaccination in the many months it's been generally available. Let's not waste any more money or energy on that. Okay. So here comes his prescription as to how we reach the vaccine hesitant. No, he argues, if we're going to get more people vaccinated, on the ground realities must change. Point number one, make it mandatory. He argues that President Biden's comment about Facebook killing people proves too much. If Facebook is killing people by not adequately policing misinformation, and in a sense, maybe they are. Then what about our political leaders? The administration has declined to order that the 9.4 million workers who work for the federal government, we're talking civilian, military, and contracted employees, get the vaccine. The administration thus far has declined to order that the 9.4 million workers get the vaccine. That would spur more governors and mayors to order their 7.1 million workers to be vaccinated. And that's a lot of people. All that would embolden more private employers to do likewise. We'd normalize vaccination as part of the fabric of the country, much like childhood vaccinations. You'll recall that I told you that the law firm that he heads, which is where my license hang, where I'm associated. He then says my law partner, Tom Klein and I decided to mandate vaccinations for our 150 employees subject to medical and religious exemptions. 143 got the shot. That's 96%. If other public and private employers did likewise, we'd be past the pandemic PDQ. I, 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 This was the subject that he and I were kicking back and forth via text message. And I remembered that I remembered, well, of course, there was the Houston case. A federal judge in Houston said that a hospital system could absolutely force employees to get vaccinated. That was a Southern District of Texas written decision by Judge Lynn Hughes, who said that the lead plaintiff in that case, it was a case brought against Methodist Houston Methodist Hospital. Jennifer Bridges, a nurse, and 116 others were challenging the requirement, and Judge Hughes in this case said they had no case. They had no case. He addressed the plaintiff's arguments one by one on the vaccination requirement violation due process. Uh, The judge wrote, quote, Texas does not recognize this exception to at-will employment, meaning if you're an at-will employee, you can, as long as there's not a discriminatory purpose, you can be fired for virtual anything. I thought that I had read that the federal government could not do that because the FDA had yet to provide final approval. In other words, that the, the federal government could not mandate that its employees, its military personnel all get vaccinated. Um, but I was wrong. I went back and I did some of the research and I found a a Times story exactly on this that was published just on July the 1st and then updated two weeks ago. And here's what it tells me. President Biden could legally require members of the military to get vaccinated. But so far, he's declined to exercise that power, even as the highly contagious Delta variant has become an increasing threat to unvaccinated Americans. The military has worked hard to combat vaccine misinformation in its ranks since shots first became available. More than 80 percent of active duty service members are under 35, a group that often views itself as impervious to coronavirus infections. Many worry that the vaccines are unsafe, were developed too quickly or will affect fertility. So, again, this is data that was updated two weeks ago. Among active duty members in the Navy, 77% have had at least one shot, according to the Pentagon. In the Army, the figure is 70%, well above civilian rates. In the Air Force, 61% of service members have had at least one shot. In the Marine Corps, it's 58%, barely more than it was at the beginning of the year when shots became available. Hey, uh, a tangent, but I'm fascinated by why... Does the Marine Corps lag behind the Air Force? Why does the Air Force lag behind the Army? Why does the Army lag behind the Navy? What is it about Navy? What distinguishes Navy personnel such that 77% of them have at least one shot? And what is it about the Marine Corps? Is it a machismo thing that members of the Corps have, that they're young, they're invincible, they'll beat it? I mean, what explains the fact that the number is 77% for the Navy? Only 58% for the Marine Corps. Bottom line is, there's a problem. You would think, I would think, that those who are wearing a uniform of the United States would exceed the national averages, not lag behind it. Back to the Times. Military leaders have long insisted that they cannot require coronavirus vaccinations as they do for a myriad of other inoculations because each type is being administered under an emergency use authorization and has yet to receive formal approval from the Food and Drug Administration. Okay, that's the part I remembered that I was sharing with my friend Shannon. However, under federal statute the option to refuse, quote, may be waived only by the president if it's determined that refusing is not in the interests of national security. So President Biden has this power. And that's why I'm asking the survey question today, in the interest of national security, should the president waive the option of military personnel to refuse COVID vaccination? Read Shannon's essay, which is posted at Smirconish.com on this issue and more. But his first point was, let's make it mandatory. And let's start with the president. Mr. President, you're pointing a finger at Facebook and you're saying they're killing people. Well, is the federal government killing someone by not mandating it? He didn't say it that way. I'll say it that way. Uh, Is the federal government doing all they should do? And then equally provocative is the second point of his essay. Don't punish the vaccinated. The movement in Los Angeles, the San Francisco Bay Area and Las Vegas to again mandate masks indoors for everyone is ludicrously backwards. Are we really going to not mandate vaccinations for unvaccinated people, but mandate masks for vaccinated people. I love that line. He makes a great point, doesn't he? Wait a minute. I'm vaccinated. You're telling me to go put on a mask in Los Angeles, in the Bay Area, in Vegas? I've got to wear a mask indoors, but I'm vaccinated and you're not telling the people who are unvaccinated to go get vaccinated. That's not right. The San Francisco Health Department rationalized it this way. Vaccinated people don't need to wear masks, but we can't tell who's vaccinated, so everyone should wear them. Baloney. It's relatively easy for commercial establishments to ask patrons to flash their vax card. Most people keep them in their phone. Frankly, I've got mine in my wallet. I've never been asked for it. His third point, and this is the one that I talked about on CNN this weekend, get President Trump engaged. It's a little curious that the former president has not promoted vaccination. He takes credit for the vaccines, got inoculated, knows firsthand that COVID-19 is not just like the flu. I'm no fan of the former president, but I'm willing to give Donald Trump credit where it's deserved. Are you Aside from it being intellectually bankrupt to not credit what's merited, ask yourself whether saving lives and getting past the pandemic isn't worth swallowing a little political pride. So here goes. President Trump's administration helped cause the development of extremely effective vaccines in record time. It's evident that the folks who won't get vaccinated are mostly his adherents. Unlike a pop star or a basketball coach, Donald Trump has real credibility with the unvaccinated. They appear to be willing to follow him anywhere. But he says he hasn't been properly credited and he certainly hasn't been asked. And maybe that's the holdup. So let's credit him and let's ask him. There's more to it, but I was so thrilled to read this because I thought he's saying the things that are on a lot of people's minds That will spur a great conversation to begin the week. So let's do that. Um, Let me just add that President Trump released a statement over the weekend, former President Trump. I, I don't I don't know that he's game for doing anything in a bipartisan fashion. I also don't know that people would follow him. Let me say a word about each. Number one, the reason that I say I'm not sure that he's game is he has never been a bridge builder. He has never been Trump about bringing more people into the tent. He's always been about quadrupling down on the sentiments that caused people to support him and try and hold everybody in place. You know, maximize the turnout of the base. Don't waste time on persuasion in trying to grow the numbers. And I think, politically, he's fearful of alienating some of the Gadsden flag, don't tread on me crowd that are inclined to support him. Why antagonize anybody I've already got on my side, I think is probably uh, a part of his mindset. The second thought that I have is, I'm not sure he could reach them. Oh, I like Shannon's idea. I think it's worthy of, of a try. But I'm not sure he can reach them. I don't know that the the currently uh vaccine hesitant can be reached by Donald Trump they may have supported him they may have voted for him but this gets me to my my larger point that i've made often that i think that trumpism whatever that might mean to you the populism that exists in the united states that elected donald trump in 2016 is bigger than donald trump it it's the same mindset that you see in europe that caused brexit I don't know that they would take his advice in that regard. I don't know that they necessarily love Donald Trump and are adherents of what Trump says. I think what they most like about Donald Trump is that he fights the people they don't like. They don't like Obama. They don't like Pelosi. And Trump is a guy who will fight them. That's why they're for Trump. Not that they love Trump. He, He is their gun in a knife fight. But it's still worth a try anyway. So over the weekend, President Trump, because this issue of could he reach the vaccine hesitant has been percolating. And he said the following. Joe Biden kept talking about how good of a job he's done on the distribution of the vaccine that was developed by Operation Warp Speed or quite simply the Trump administration. He's not doing well at all. He's way behind schedule and people are refusing to take the vaccine because they don't trust his administration. They don't trust the election results and they certainly don't trust the fake news, which is refusing to tell the truth. Well, that's sad because that's just Trump now trying to wrap this in the envelope of the election outcome. These are two distinctly different issues. So where is my head on this? I will tell you so and then you can respond. I I like the idea of making it mandatory for federal employees, military personnel, contractors, all of the above to have to get the jab. I, I think that's a I think that is a worthy Uh, pursuit. And I think that, President, my answer to the survey question at smirconish.com today, in the interest of national security, should the President waive the option of military personnel to refuse COVID vaccination? Yes. Yes. In the name of national security, he should waive that option for them. I said it a bit cumbersome, but I think you get where I'm, where I'm coming from. Make it mandatory. Uh, don't punish the vaccinated. I, I, I love this argument that said, This is something backwards here. We're not mandating vaccinations for unvaccinated people, but we're mandating masks for the vaccinated. Similarly makes no sense to me on the issue of getting Donald Trump engaged. I think it's worth a shot. I don't think that he would respond. And I'm not sure that he controls the people who voted for him if he were to do so. Those are my thoughts. Make sure you're going to the website today at Smirkanish.com. President Biden pointing a finger at Facebook, but is President Biden and is his administration doing all that they can be doing vis-a-vis the vaccine hesitant? And if your answer is, well, they are, then I'm going to say, really, why aren't they mandating that all of their employees, like my friend Shannon's law firm, must be vaccinated?
0: Hear more of Michael Smirconish on SiriusXM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east, or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish, for independent minds. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet.